Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and today I have Stephen Hall with us to be invested in. And Stephen, please, uh, thank you for being a guest and give my audience just a quick rundown of who you are. Hi, uh, my name is Stephen Hall. I'm a financial security advisor. I've been um, in this industry since 1996, so 25 years. And uh, basically, I help uh, families and small business owners with uh, their financial security needs. So, you know, that, and that's a pretty vast topic. So maybe what we could do is go and talk about that uh, throughout this interview yeah i would love to so um let's let's take a look how did you we we spoke earlier uh in the week about how you got started in the industry and it was quite uh interesting how you went from uh no worries yep okay hold on i'll just uh okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna mute that because no problem (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry about that no worries Uh, oh (laughs) If you have to take the call, take the call. It's quite fine. No, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm just going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn, I forgot to turn all these devices off. So I guess we'll have a bit of editing to do here. I, I, I will. I will have some editing. Actually, if, if I may, I'm just going to ask if I can switch, uh, seeing as it's, um, it's uh, audio only. Yeah, if you want to switch, go ahead. It's fine. Yeah, I'm going to change, I'm going to change to a headset. Mic is off. There we on. Hold on. I guess I got to go to. S- I can hear you. You can't hear me, right? Uh, I can hear you. Okay, and I can hear you. Okay, so where's my. I can't hear you anymore. You're muted. One, two, one, two. Excellent. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, perfectly. Excellent. All right. So, All right. So sorry about that. No <laughs> All right. Um, so as I was saying uh, before, uh, we, we talked earlier in the week about how you got started in the industry and it was from uh, actually doing cold outreach. Well, not really cold outreach. You were reaching out to a client who, because uh, you worked in the men's suit division of a store right. and you were reaching out to a, uh, a client about because he was a, of a unique size, he was a unique person, so he was kind of an right. ideal client. You were taking care of him, and he he uh, he he got you an interview working in the pretty much in the door for the financial industry, correct? Well, exactly. So it was a, it was actually a, a very interesting story. I worked in menswear uh, for about ten years, and I was in a I was working for a very large Canadian retailer, which is uh, still exists. And uh, they had um, a menswear department in uh, downtown Montreal. I was, uh, 
I was, uh, I, I had a regular clientele that I always dealt with. And, and it, it happened that a lot of these people were either bankers, insurance people, uh, people in financial, uh, you know, in the financial industry at different levels. And of course, everybody wore suits back then. So uh, suits and ties. So uh, we, uh, so I had this one particular client and he was really a great client and he would come in. He was uh, difficult to fit because he was very tall and very, a little bit large. And uh, so when I got new, uh, new stock in with his size, I would phone him and say, Hey, look, uh, we have, you know, we have stuff for you and why don't you come in and see it? And, uh, you know, one day he said, listen, you know, you've sold me so many suits and, and things over the years. I'd like to introduce you to a friend of mine in the office. Uh, would you be interested? And I said, sure. Not cluing in right away to the fact that they were, you know, connecting me with the recruiter <laughs> in the office. But I, uh, so I said, sure. And they said, uh, so the guy calls me and he says, what day is your day off? And I said, oh, my day off is on Wednesday or whatever. And he said, come into our office at 9am and I, I'd like to meet you and talk to you about, you know, um, well, I'd like to meet you. So that was that. And so I went in and they did a you know, all their aptitude tests and everything else. And they said, you are perfect for our industry, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think that's, I think everybody probably at the time was perfect for the industry. If you could sell something, they're like, you're perfect for the industry. Welcome. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so based on that, uh, I went through my, um, I went through my training. I went through a lot of training with them. They did a lot of one-on-one -on -one training. They did some group training. We did all the training for the licensing, of course, which was the most important training. Mm -hmm. And, um, by, uh, September of 1996, I was uh, fully licensed for life insurance and, and I handed in my resignation to my uh, former employer, and uh, before I knew it, I was I was in the insurance game. <laughs> uh, what happened there was it was very interesting because when I left, when I left the uh, the the menswear business, I I collected my client list and I brought it with me, and I I made a point of connecting with a lot of my existing clients. Uh, early on. So this is one of the biggest challenges that people have in joining our industry is either you're going to phone every friend and relative and cousin that you know mm -hmm. to get them to buy an insurance policy or you got to go a different route. And I was very fortunate to have a solid client base that I was able to connect with in the first few uh, few months of the business. And I and I did so, uh, you know, on a regular basis, and I managed to uh, hit all of my targets uh, in the early on, and and that that actually convinced me that yeah, I could be in the business for a long time. I I you know I I, I don't think I even thought of it as being like, am I going to be here for ten years? I think I thought of it as, you know, this is an interesting business to be in, and you get to meet people and you get to understand what they're their lives are about and uh, so it's uh it's really something i really enjoy it yeah mm -hmm. no that is uh, that's great and it's it's interesting how you were able to take uh the knowledge and the connections you had from your previous job and help you create the success that you had in your 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 current role or your new role and then um 
a little later on, there was a little, you started working for another, um, I'm not sure if you want to mention it, but um, a large financial institution that does insurance here in Canada, usually uh, where yeah. most people started uh, their their career in the industry, because my father started there as well. Um, there was yeah. a little uh, a little issue where you, you uh, decided to leave because of... Uh, uh, the new program that was being started. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what happened was I was with, uh, I was with one of the big insurance companies. Well, actually I'll mention it. I was okay. with Sun Life Financial in, in the nineties and, uh, and they became um, uh, a shareholder held company. Um, and so did many of the other mutual companies at the time. So uh, they acquired Clerica back in uh, 2000, and and moving forward, they um, they gave Clerica the responsibility of running all of the uh, distribution operations. So that included the financial centers with the agents in it, and uh, so myself and um, a lot of the uh, advisors were, you know, basically encouraged to join Clerica at the time. And, uh, but, you know, many of us felt that it wasn't the best, the most ideal situation. So we, we stayed with our, we stayed with our original Sun Life contracts, but we had our, basically the, the financial centers were closed down and we were left, you know, to fend for ourselves when it came to, <laughs> when you it came to, to, like, uh, to the wolves to see if you could fight but, off and st- or survive. That's right. So we, we, you know, myself and some colleagues got together and we, we, uh, we set up our own office independent of, uh, you know, uh, well, uh, we set up our own office and basically became uh, brokers with contracts with many of the insurance companies, uh, which is what we had been doing for a while anyway. And, um, and uh, we associated ourselves with Hub Financial uh in which is a huge broker in canada um hub financial is uh you know all across canada they support uh, over 6500 independent guys like myself um and they provide us with plenty of resources training um you know different uh uh which you know I guess different training on different concepts and we work closely with the insurance companies and, and the investment companies as well. And, and they help us, they have, you know, internally they have uh, management people that are coaches and mentors and uh, they help uh, associate you with other uh, brokers that can help you on certain cases. And uh, so it's a, it's a really, really good place to be. I'm really happy that I ended up here, you know? So I've been, I've been with hub financial since basically 2001. They sound uh, like an awesome company to be associated with in in the industry. Uh, I know my dad probably, if he was still in the industry, would probably be working with Hub uh, because they're their full support. You get to get the business and they get to support you and grow. Everyone gets to grow together, a very symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know... um, having having been in the industry for this long i'm often i'm often uh i'm often approached by other you know companies and other uh agencies and other brokerages and asked you know if i would want to move over there 
And it's like, yeah, they might, you know, there's that whole thing of the grass might seem greener on the other side of the fence. But, you know, at this point in, in my career, I feel like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am and I don't feel the need to make a big change, you know? And so, uh, you know, and, and I think I get, I get proper service and proper, uh, uh, you know, uh, backup from the people that I work with. So it's, it's great, you know, and, uh, I've been, I've been with, uh, like I said, I've been with them for a long time and they, you know, everybody from head office right down to, to the people that work at the local, um, you know, at the local regional office, uh, that support our, our, uh, our operations are, are, are really helpful and really, you know, involved. So it's really good. I love hearing that. I love how uh, companies support their uh, their workers as the because it's it it is kind of an uh, I'm guessing a more of an independent contractor type agreement you have with them. Yeah, exactly. So how it works is basically uh, I'm contracted, or I have my I have my insurance contracts with my different insurance companies um, held through them. So how that works is, uh, you know, I, if I sell, let's say I sell, uh, you know, a Manulife policy, an Empire Life policy, a Canada Life policy, whatever, I bring it, I bring the business to them and they send it off to the carrier, but they support the, um, the process afterwards. So like if there are requirements, medicals needed information, they follow up on all of that. For, they, they take care of all the, the hard work you do. You, you go out and get the sale in the business and they're like, we'll take care <laughs> of the, the data entry ports so that you can yeah. concentrate on what you're good at, make uh, helping clients uh, grow their, uh, protect their assets and that. Exactly. And, and, you know, and, uh, and the, the thing is, is um, because they are, uh, a large uh, independent, um, you know, managing general agency. Uh, if they were, if they were an insurance company themselves, as far as the the volume of premium goes, they'd be like the f- fourth largest company or, th- or fifth largest company in Canada. That's how much business they they actually manage. So, so when the brokerage is like ours, um, you know, when they have an issue with a company, uh, you know, the companies listen, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like going to your big brother and going, uh, they're not listening to me and you have hub come in and they, they act as the big brother and gets things done for you. Exactly. Where, where we, you know, we're able to, uh, we're able to get, uh, certain things moving forward that otherwise uh, might've not happened, you know? So it's very, it's very helpful to have that kind of support. I can only imagine. And how did they support you? Cause um, COVID obviously changed the way you do business. I know from having my father in the industry, you, it was a lot of face-to-face meetings and oh, yeah. because of COVID obviously face-to-face meetings can happen. How did that change? And how did you guys, how did they help you support you with a digital uh, tr- transforming into a digital kind of agency? That's a great question. Um, so our industry was stuck in the 1950s <laughs> or, or <laughs> maybe the 1980s. Uh, yeah, I would uh, say the 80s. They, they, they had email at least. Yeah, yeah, we had email. So the 90s, you know. But um, yeah, basically what happened was because of COVID, 
Um, the companies that already had electronic applications in place with the ability to do what we call non-face-to-face. So like, you know, someone could be in, uh, in, in I could be in my office in Ville Saint Laurent, Montreal, and I could be seeing, I could be quote unquote, seeing a client that's in uh, even somewhere as close as, you know, uh, the South Shore uh, of Montreal and uh, but doing it you know electronically over zoom and stuff like that and you know completing we'd complete the application form together and we could submit it and they had uh, in place um, the ability to sign the document electronically using a tool called DocuSign mm-hmm. or there's other there's other tools too there's Adobe and so on and um, and so what what hub noticed was in the first month or two of COVID, the companies that had uh, electronic applications and those systems in place, well, magically they got all the business <laughs> and, and the, and the other 20 companies, you know, that, uh, that sort of had their electronic application on the back burner for the last 20 years uh, kind of dusted it off and figured, Oh, maybe we should do something here with this, you know? <laughs> so, uh, the one thing I must say, though, is like Hub Financial, the, the brokerage at the beginning of COVID, because there, everything was up in the air and nobody knew what was going on, um, you know, they decided to have a management meeting with all of us brokers uh, daily on on either WebEx or I can't remember which platform they were using, like either WebEx or Zoom or something. And we were able to get like from them you know, basically, what are the latest instructions from the regulators? What are the latest instructions from the government? What are the health protocols? What are we allowed to do? What are we not allowed to do? So every day at, I think it was 1 p.m. Eastern time, we had, you know, we had basically a, a, a meeting with management. And, and, then they, and then they stretched it to every couple of days. And then it went to once a week. And now it's every two weeks. And it's good because now what they've done is they've used it as a platform to reach out to us. They ask us, what do we want to know about? And uh, they'll put together presentations based on what we're asking about, you know, and uh, concept meetings or, or um, you know, f- practice management meetings or even something as simple as how to use how to use zoom better or how to use you know <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a genius thing to do because a lot of people didn't you were reluctant to rely on uh the 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 web because they remember it from the 90s and the early 2000s where it's slow and not that mm-hmm. great and uh, uh annoying so like now but now we know it's gone from leaps and bounds where we have these great able to like see live like barely a, a stutter in the connection of live videos and how much it can help us move forward exactly and and you know if i don't know if you follow the 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 news on television but look at all the interviews that the that the uh, broadcasters have done every every broadcaster has used the ability to use zoom or of similar platform to interview doctors and specialists and and politicians and so on all through the pandemic so it looks like that's going to stay because now they don't have to send a camera crew out to to you know interview somebody for 20 minutes right it's like they can do it they can do it over over the net 
And, you know, in our industry, uh, look, everybody, everybody that had basically a job where they were able to work from home, an admin type job or some sort of, you know, uh, some sort of career where, you know, instead of working in the office, if you had, if you had access to the cloud and your, your, your company's cloud system, you're able to work from home, conduct the meetings over Zoom or whatever platform, Teams or something. Hey, everybody had to do it for their own work. So now when, when we ask our client, look, can we just have a quick Zoom meeting for half an hour? They're not like all weird about it. They're like, oh yeah, sure, no problem. You know, because it's like- expert. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I found interesting about our industry is like, you know, for years and years and years, it was always like standard to have, you know, an office space yep. with, you know, the big mahogany desk <laughs> and the whole, the whole nine yards and, you know, pictures on the walls and awards over there and all this stuff. And, the and now it's like award style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now, you know, clients don't care about that. They, it's like, you can be, you can be, operating out of you know the spare bedroom at home with like you know stuffed toys everywhere and and like your kids train set on the floor and and they're they're like yeah that's that's fine because you know i'm doing the same thing too (laughs) yeah exactly everybody's doing the same thing right so it's like as long as you know hey i need to change the beneficiary on my insurance policy as long as i can get that done for them and I can do it electronically and send them the documents electronically and get them back electronically. And the, all the insurance companies have approved uh, using electronic format. Well, hey, like the industry has moved ahead 30 years in the space of like, you know, well, this all happened in the space of like two to three months at the beginning of COVID. Now, now the, the key is now that we can go back to meeting people live, you know, the question is, do do our clients really want to have to vacuum the house before we show up or do or they just want to do a gas Zoom? to come into the office where I can just do a Zoom and it's saves us yeah. all time? Well, that's right. I don't have to I don't have to spend I don't have to spend time, you know, traveling. They don't have to spend time traveling. I can have more meetings in one day because it's more efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, you know, I, I remember stories of a, a broker um, working for another wealth management firm. I, I don't remember which one, but he had he had discussed in one of the industry magazines how he would give he would give iPads to his senior clients that were, you know, the people that didn't like to go out, they wouldn't Mm -hmm. go out at night. They wouldn't, you know, they were older and he taught them how to, to do FaceTime or zoom or whatever with their grandchildren. So, so yeah. So, so because, and they thought it was fantastic because it's like, Hey, I can, I can contact my grandchildren and do a, a FaceTime with my grandchildren. So then when he would call them and say, Hey, look, can we do a FaceTime on your, on your iPad? They go, sure. No problem. Cause then they knew how to do it. Right. Oh. So then he, then he, you know, they'd, they'd be all set up for email and, 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 you know, electronic communication and electronic meetings. And he increased his, his client base in that cohort 
by something like 10% in the first year that he did it simply because people thought it was great. And, you know, he was handing out iPads like yeah, candies, right? Yeah, you know? like, so. the, if, if, like the, so the Royal Bank does something similar, like they give you an iPad or TD has done it. They give you the earbuds, you know, they've done it and it works for them because obviously they wouldn't continue doing it if it didn't work. So why yeah. not, you know, bring it to another industry? If one industry, it's working in one industry, it's probably going to work in another industry. And the fact That's that right. he's doing it, it's like a twofold thing. It's helping their personal lives because they get to FaceTime with their families and see their families on a more regular basis. But also on his business side, he's got them so that he can do those more more quickly. It's like the person who discovered the headset, you know, the headset yeah. to make calling to the person who's holding the, just holding the phone to their ear while they dial to the phone, to the phone being invented to door to door and all that. So it's just creating a faster, more efficient way of uh, meeting clients and uh, getting business done. So saving everybody's Absolutely. time. Yeah. Well, Hey, you know, it's like, what's interesting is this, this broker, he did this like about six, seven years ago. So this was like, even like way before it was forced on us from COVID. Right. So COVID is, is been, um, you know, in, in some ways a positive game changer for the industry because it's forced the industry to really reevaluate how it was doing business. And, uh, you know, uh, business owners are too busy during the day. Like if you're going to see a guy who's running an auto body shop, he doesn't have time to spend a half an hour with you at his office uh, in the middle of the daytime. You have to, if you're going there, it's just to get a signature, you know? Yeah. So, if if you can if you can do your business with them over the phone or via Zoom, um, they they love that. Yeah, you know, and and uh, you know, and and that's just one example. But you know, like business owners, the best time to reach them, I guess, or or I've I've always found is, you know, maybe at five thirty in the afternoon when when the the shop has wind wound down or when the business has kind of you know the employees have gone home and stuff and they're they're in that they're in that space that time space where they're like trying to finish up but they're not as pressured you know and yeah uh, they're, they're just closing the day down they're just closing everything down and they're still in bookkeeping type mode but they're not rushed or anything yeah and that's a good time to talk to them and uh but now with so many companies doing uh staying on the remote work environment and we're going to see more and more of that i know that uh sun life financial announced um just recently it's it showed up in the globe and mail i think yesterday that they are going to be doing a full-time flex nice. meaning yeah, so meaning that employees of the company that used to work in the offices, well, they'll have the ability to decide whether they want to work from home, work half a day, come in half a day, uh, work, uh, you know, five days a week at home, five days a week at the office, whatever. It's like you, you don't choose have your, to choose whether you're in the office or out of the office or doing half and half. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, and you're not you're not like you don't have to choose like a fixed a fixed pattern like it can change from week to week or from day to day depending on what your you know your availability and so on is so <laughs> my turn for the uh awkward uh <laughs> awkward sound awkward to come out 
Awkward um, interruption. Yeah, Stephen, we're coming to the end of the episode. Uh, this is where I give uh, all my guests the chance to let them uh, tell my audience where they can find them and if they want to reach out and talk to you. So uh, please uh, use this time. Great. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm in Montreal, but I'm available to be found on the web. Uh, my website is sjhfinancial.ca, sjhfinancial.ca. Um, I can be reached in Montreal at 514-747-6565. And um, I can be reached. Uh, so if you go to my website, you'll find my contact information. You can even book an appointment with me um, using the uh, button on the website to uh, it'll it'll open up my calendar for my availabilities, and I can help you with uh, financial security planning. Um, you know, wealth planning, people that want to do retirement uh, projection, see how they're going to do. I, of, I often recommend people that are like 20 years away, 10 years away, five years away from the retirement. It's a good time to to think about it. Often when you're 20 years away from retirement, you have young kids. So it's not your top priority, but <laughs> it's something that it's worth thinking about early on because uh, the better that you plan for it, the earlier, uh, well, you know, the better off you'll be. And after all, people don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan, right? So that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Finishing <laughs> off with what, some wise words there, Stephen. Stephen, I want to thank you again for being such an amazing guest here on Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Of course, in the show notes will be all the links so that you can reach out to Stephen and work with him. Um, always remember, everybody, to invest in yourself and have a great day. Thank you, Phil. Hey, everybody. I want to thank you so, so much for watching the show and listening to the podcast. Uh, as a thank you, remember, you can always head over to my website, philbetterinc.com and get free 15 minutes with me to talk about how you can grow your podcast, how to monetize your podcast, or even how to start your podcast. I have helped lots of people and I want to help you do the same for your business or just for your personal brand. So again, that is philbetterinc.com. Dot com. Head over there, book your free 15 minutes, and I'll be a pleasure to help you out. Have a good night, and remember to invest in yourself.